Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Mental Golf Show. As always, I'm your host, Josh Nichols. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about watching leaderboards and knowing where you stand and knowing your score during a round. Is it good? Bad? Should you avoid it at all costs? Or would it be helpful to know? But before we get into this episode, if you feel like you need one-on-one work on your mental game, that's what I do. Yes, I host this podcast, but my actual occupation is working with players all over the world on their golf psychology. If you like these Golf Thought Thursday episodes, the kind of topics that I cover and and the way that I talk about things, this is the exact type of stuff that I work on with players. So if you'd like to take the next step to improve your mental game, then send an email to mentalgolfshow at gmail.com, or you can visit my website, joshnicholsgolf.com. Or if you'd like a less formal intro to mental coaching, you can take the mental game assessment. It's a 15-minute questionnaire that'll give you your mental strengths and your biggest area for mental improvement. It's a great resource to start working on your mental game, and the best part is it's free. The link to everything that I've mentioned will be in the show notes of this episode. All right, let's learn how to think about leaderboard watching and knowing your score while you play. Hope you enjoy. All right, so we have a good question from a longtime listener, Deborah. She says, how to not look at your score when you must look at your score? In her last amateur tournament, Rose Zhang, LPGA, didn't want to know where she was in the tournament, but the announcer said it was in her best interest to know where she was in her match because it might change how she played the remaining holes. In my case, I realize I'm playing lights out and knowing where I stand can throw me off, but you can't not look can't quote unsee it okay so this is a great question uh or statement that i know we can all relate to how do you avoid looking at or knowing your score but before we get into answering that question she mentioned how the announcers said it would be in rose zhang's best interest to know where she was in her match first off don't automatically trust everything you hear an announcer say on a tv broadcast An announcer's number one job is to make an entertaining product. So this should call into question everything they say, or it should at least make you stop and think what they're saying might have ulterior motives. They sound genuine, and at times they might be, but if your job was to be entertaining, then you're probably going to say things for dramatic effect. Drama and artificial importance keep the viewer glued, which means more people will see their commercials. That's what it comes down to. So I trust Rose Zhang's golf mentality much more than a golf commentator's TV mentality, uh, at least during that broadcast. So let's get back to Deborah's question of how to avoid looking at your score. To answer her question directly, I honestly don't think there's a great way to avoid knowing your score or thinking about your score or keeping a running tally in your head about your score. That's like saying, I'm going to avoid thinking about dinner tonight. Actively choosing to not think about dinner is probably going to make you think about dinner. So trying and forcing and controlling your mind into not thinking about score will most likely backfire on you. You could be like me, though, and have a terrible memory and have zero clue of where you're at during a round. That short memory can definitely be a blessing, although my wife would beg to differ, I could get to the end of a tournament round and I could have literally no clue what I shot. 
That could be a combo of my short memory, but also something that I put a lot of work into uh, was being fully focused on my shot-by-shot process, my pre-shot routine, taking stats after the shot, those kind of things. So this helped me not even really care what I was at on the day. It just didn't interest me as much as going through a good process on each shot. I didn't just wake up one day with that process mentality. That mentality was cultivated over time with a heavy emphasis on just getting better as a golfer. I knew I wasn't good enough, and I knew I needed to get better to reach my goals, so caring more about the process and less about my score at any given moment, that was a natural byproduct. But generally speaking, if you're like most golfers I talk to in coaching sessions and you have a memory that can keep track of where you're at in relation to par then there's no real way to avoid those thoughts about score. Trying not to will backfire on you. So unfortunately, Deborah, I don't have a good answer for how to completely avoid knowing your score. I think it's possible to avoid knowing where you stand on the leaderboard, though, like in her example about Rosing. If the only way to know where you stand where you stand on the leaderboard is by seeing a physical leaderboard or looking at your phone or seeing your physical scorecard and counting it, then those things could be avoided. You could just not see them. You could just look away. But the idea of knowing your score uh, and it throwing you off, that's the underlying thing here. And it's what I think is most important to address. So let's get into it. Okay, you're playing golf and you're playing well. So you're trying not to hear or think about where you're at. You're trying to avoid knowing your score because you think knowing it will throw you off and it'll make you lose your good mojo and cause you to blow your good round. I'd argue that trying to avoid looking at a scoreboard or your scorecard or even just the thought of your score, I think that's an unhelpful way to go through your round. This assumes that knowing your score or where you stand is inherently bad, but I don't think it is. In my view, this is less the fault of the score or the leaderboard and more the fault of the person's psychology and relationship with the thoughts that they experience. Just like I said, you can't avoid thoughts of your score popping in your head, so having a better relationship with those thoughts, that's that's the issue that we've got to get to. So let's dissect the it's bad to know your score idea. It probably started something like this. You are playing well, Then you found out what you were at and it made you nervous because you were nervous, which as we know is a completely normal human emotion in response to something happening that you care about because you were nervous. You felt the uncomfortable symptoms that come with nerves and maybe because you were uncomfortable, you hit a bad shot and because you hit a bad shot, you now have the negative feedback loop that says you need to try harder to play well, or you're going to blow this good round you have going. This doubling down rarely helps, so you most likely make more guidey swings and limp your way into a less-than-stellar score. So you've just gone through this progression, playing well, then knowing where you stand, then feeling uncomfortable, then hitting a bad shot, then shooting a worse score. So it's pretty understandable to make a linear association between finding out where you are and finding out where you stand on the leaderboard to shooting a bad score. It's really easy to draw that conclusion. But something we have to understand is just because you draw this conclusion doesn't make it true. A lot happened between finding out where you stand and shooting a bad score. The very first encounter with the thought about score is a good place to start. 
So ask yourself this, when a thought about where you stand or what you're at on the day pops in your head, did you intentionally think it? Most likely not. The thought just arrived in your mind unsolicited. But then the choice to go with the thought, that's what's much more within your control. That feeling of discomfort or nerves when you find out where you stand, that's completely normal. But when we react from it or wish we didn't feel it or try to ignore it, that's when we develop the unhealthy relationship with our own thoughts. When you think you're allergic to knowing your score, then you create a sense of avoidance. And that avoidance often translates to fearing a certain thought. So now you're using your mental energy and focus, trying not to think a certain thing instead of letting an uncomfortable thought be there and just playing off. So yeah, if you hate that uncomfortable feeling that comes with knowing your score, then yeah, of course, you're going to respond poorly and not play the next shot or holes or the rest of the round in the present. So what can you do? If you know seeing your score makes you play worse, I would try to come to terms with the idea that you probably just think knowing your score makes you play worse. Realize that you're not actually allergic to knowing your score. Knowing your score is simply just another thought. Just like a random thought about dinner tonight or that email you have to send or your cat meowing in the background, just because you think it and it makes you feel a certain way doesn't mean you have to follow it or give it any weight. Okay, you should go uh, make sure that your cat is okay. I will give you permission to do that. But the way out of this isn't to avoid knowing your score. As much as that feels like the answer, that avoidance causes more problems than it solves. The answer is this. Embrace your thoughts as just thoughts. When you see where you're at on the day, respond with openness and curiosity rather than an allergic reaction. Know that the discomfort that comes along with knowing your score is normal. And the less you fight it, the more you normalize it over time. Until eventually, you can look at your score or keep a running tally and it doesn't have to hurt your game, and it can even be helpful. All right, everyone, hope you learned a thing or two about how to respond when you find out where you're at on the day, how you should think about your leaderboard watching, and just a general better relationship with your own thoughts. That's what this comes down to, is just better relationship with your own thoughts, not fighting them, not being allergic to them, not resisting, ignoring them, but having a better relationship with them, welcoming them, being okay with them being there. So if you like this episode, you'll probably like my episode titled Golf Thought Thursday, Thoughts Don't Hit Shots. It's right along these same lines of having a better relationship with your thoughts. It was released on July 6th, 2023. I highly recommend you go check that one out. That one got a lot of uh, really good feedback. And as I always mention at the end of these episodes, What you've heard isn't therapy. It's meant for information and entertainment purposes only. If you feel like you need personal help on some deeper things you're going through, I encourage you to go talk to a licensed professional. But on the golf psychology front, if you feel like what you've heard doesn't quite cut it, or maybe on any of these Golf Thought Thursday episodes, they just don't quite cut it. Yes, I like the info. Yes, uh, this is good stuff. And I feel like it's kind of helping, but I need one-on-one work. Well, that's what I do. I'm a golf psychology coach. I work with players all over the world on improving their minds so that it can improve their performance on the course. 
If you'd like to get in touch with me, feel free to send an email to mentalgolfshow at gmail.com, or you can visit my website, joshnicholsgolf.com. Or again, if you'd like a less formal intro where you don't even need to talk to me at all, you could take the mental game assessment. It's a 15 minute questionnaire that'll give you your mental strengths and areas for improvement. And again, the best part is it is free. The link to everything that I've mentioned will be in the show notes of this episode. So be sure to go check those out. All right. Thanks again to everybody who listens to the mental golf show, whether you're new here or you've been here since day one, like Deborah, she's honestly, she has been here maybe since day one. She has been uh, a super longtime listener who gives me a lot of email feedback. So I really appreciate uh, Deborah and people like Deborah who have been following along for a really long time. I really appreciate you guys. It's been awesome. So if you've learned something on this episode or on the Mental Golf Show or uh, on on any episode, go subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Maybe mention the biggest thing that you've learned in one of these Golf Thought Thursday episodes or in an interview, your favorite interview. You just mentioned, I really like Josh's interview with uh, uh, Raymond Pryor or somebody go do that, but also leave five stars, right? That That's the best way to help other people learn about the podcast. And so that w- I would really appreciate that. And I would also love it if you shared this episode with a friend who says, don't you dare tell me my score as if it's some kind of witchcraft that has power over their ability to hit the golf ball. They definitely need a better relationship with their own thoughts. Okay. Thanks for listening to the mental golf show. I'm Josh Nichols, and I will catch you guys next time.